0: You worked and worked and worked to get this volunteer to serve in ministry, and now they're not cutting it. What in the world are you gonna do? I mean, could you fire a volunteer? Well, in this episode, we're gonna talk about exactly that. Here we go. Welcome to Church Tips, the daily show designed to give you practical ideas and strategies you can use to get better, break barriers, and grow the church. Thanks for joining us today. Now here are your hosts, Dick and Jonathan Hardy. You know, there was a time I was serving a great church up in Iowa, and um, we had this guy who was a volunteer at the church who was just really a very simple guy. Nicest guy in the world. I mean, Dave was so nice. You'd have fun with him, he'd have fun with you, but he wasn't the kind of guy that you could put in a variety of volunteer roles. He was pretty limited. Well, we had a guy that uh, actually was my next door neighbor. He had passed away. And he, uh, Arnie, was the guy who always did the sign out front. Now, this was back at a point where there were no digital signs. And so he'd go out there and he'd put these pithy little sayings up there. I remember the one that got the most attention was this when he put up the saying, says, the only problem with bucket seats is not everyone has the same size bucket. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to think that one through. Um, <laughs> anyway, I hope you heard me say bucket. So uh, with that, um, you, you, you would lift up the sign cover yeah. and you'd go underneath it and you'd put these words up there. Well, you don't want to put a guy, a six foot, eight inch guy in there. You want a short guy. Well, Dave was a short guy. So I thought this will work well. Dave could every week, you know, on Thursdays, I think we changed the sign. He would go in there. We give him the saying, whatever it be. And he would put the words up. That was not Dave's strong suit because Dave <laughs> would get in there. He'd spell words wrong. <laughs> so now they're on the church sign. Words are spelled wrong. Simple words are spelled wrong. Commas are in the wrong place. The, the letters aren't spaced properly. So now I have to figure out what to do with Dave. I need to remove Dave from this position. Mm. And if you've ever been in a spot where you've got a volunteer, good guy, and they're serving in a role that it's not cutting it, you're you're really figuring out how do I fire this volunteer? Right. And so, uh, in this case, I was able to move Dave to a different position, and, uh, and and all was good. But you you had to be very careful with that. Yeah, you're, you're not just you're not just in the corporate environment where mm-hmm. hey, you're there, you're gone. Yep. So you're dealing with volunteers, mm-hmm. and so that's what we want to talk to you about today. How do you fire a volunteer? Yep. And uh, we're going to just uh, uh, walk through this and see if we can give you some tips that are going to help you as you find a volunteer that. Does it fit? Yeah, and you're going to need to either fire him or move him to a different position.
1: Well, I'm going to jump in and throw out the first thought for this, yeah. uh, and that's just to prevent this from for prevent having to fire the volunteer in the first place. So, you're you saying know? I did it wrong in the first place? Well, <laughs> <laughs> with Dave, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you be the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh,
0: I did. But, I did it wrong in the first place.
1: But the idea is we we want to recruit. People put people in the right spots, right. and right. and yeah, you you didn't quite. I do that. I didn't think it all the way through. Yeah, that's right. So you got to recruit people, find them in the right spots, set the proper expectations right. for what you expect for right. this role, and make sure that they're on board with that. So that way, you know that it's going to be a good fit for both parties. Right. and then and then you have to do the the, the old uh, inspect what you expect. Right. and and what happens a lot of times is we just don't want to confront. We don't want to have to deal with it, and so what we do is, oh, we just kind of let that slide. We hope and it hope it goes away. Hope it goes away. Let that slide. Okay. Well, that hope strategy is a failed strategy. Does not work. It, it doesn't. And you have to eventually get to the point where you have to have this confrontational conversation. So it's much better to prevent this in the first place. Get the right people on the right seat on the bus. Right. Make sure you do all you can. You can't. I mean, it's not foolproof. Inevitably, something doesn't quite work perfectly. But everything you can do possibly to do that is going to help you yeah. and, and address things immediately before the fire, the little spark becomes a huge forest fire. Exactly. You
0: know, and yeah. with that, too, I'd say uh, I would encourage you to cross train your volunteers. You You want multiple people knowing how to do multiple things. So if you have to do something. Um, you're covered with it. We we have a few episodes, uh, uh, episodes 12, 13, and 14, where we talk about recruiting church volunteers, uh, increasing volunteer retention. And this all ties in to setting the stage for you not to be in this position yep. in the first place where you would have to actually terminate someone.
1: Yep. Uh, then the next thing you want to do is <laughs> is is kind of as you start to walk the journey of getting to the point where you move them is to cast the vision for some different ministries and the exciting things that are happening that they might be a good fit for. So you're kind of planting these seeds and you're talking to them. What, while they're in the position well, that's not working. Yes. Yeah. You're already beginning to be, talk future for them and getting them hopefully excited about some opportunities that, that you're going to have for them. Uh, here shortly. Well, and when you do that, what you really want is you want the volunteer to say, "Oh yeah, hey Jonathan,
0: maybe I'd like to work in that yeah. ministry." Mm-hmm. <laughs> to which you say, "Good idea. Yeah, Let's actually, talk." I think you would be a great. I think fit you'd for be that. a great yeah. fit, and that's the kind of thing really that I, um, in, in hindsight, after I put Dave in that bad awkward spot. Uh, we were able to talk about new opportunities for him yep. where he'd be a much better fit. So you want your volunteer to buy yep. into that new vision you're casting yeah. for. Even though you don't say, hey, you're not cutting it, I'm casting a new vision. Cast the new vision, get them excited about it, and then they'll ask to switch. That's what you want to have happen. Yep. You know, um, that from a very practical standpoint, have another volunteer ready to go. Yeah, um, You know, so uh, as I'm critical of myself in how I put Dave in that spot, I had to be ready the moment I had Dave move out of that uh, sign ministry yeah. uh, and move to the indoor hospitality is what where we transitioned Dave. Yeah. I had to have somebody ready to go. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to solve one problem and create another. Yeah. So you got to have another volunteer yeah. ready to step up to make that transition. Yep. Yeah. And then ultimately... Make the switch. Right. You know, Jonathan talked about the hope strategy. You can't hope it's going to go away. Yeah. You you do the things we're talking about, make the switch, and then you're on to better things.
1: Well, and I think this is something that's uh, just, it's not a bad thing. And sometimes we think of, you know, of course we're calling it firing the church volunteer, but. You know, it's we want people to operate in their gifts. And your example of Dave is a great example where he was not functioning in the right. You know, if if spelling isn't his strong suit, and you got him doing a job that requires spelling, well, you know, we need to get him in an area where he's going to thrive and he's going to be excited about. Because and oftentimes, what will happen is they're eventually going to quit anyway. Yeah, Yeah. because um, it's so
0: miserable for them. They know.
1: Yeah, they know. So so we don't have to avoid it and the confrontation. We just need to embrace it and say, hey. Uh, we, you know, we need to make some adjustments and more times than not, people will be on board with we'll a step up. Yep. Give us a summary here, Jonathan. So the the five things that we talked about here on how to fire a, a church volunteer or move them to a new role is first of all, if you can prevent this from happening in the first place, right. uh, then cast exciting vision for them of, of future opportunities that they would have. Third is then get the volunteer to even ask for the switch. So rather than you having to ask, Hopefully, through your casting vision, you're able to get them to ask. Fourth is having another volunteer ready to fill the slot when you make that switch, switch which is number five, right. to actually make the switch. Make the so, switch. once you do all those things, that's going to help position you for greater days ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to also mention uh, that uh, this whole process is a leadership process. This is a, uh, a process we have to continually grow at. And one of the ways you can grow personally as a leader so that way you're more effective leading and navigating these types of tough decisions is when you join the fi- uh, the um, uh, Leaders.Church Masterclass. Yep. And this Masterclass is a, uh, a just under an hour presentation I put together that you can go through at any point. Just sign up for it at leaders.church masterclass. And, or slash secrets, excuse me. I don't think it's yep, slash, yep, no, slash secrets. No, secrets. secrets. Yep, so exactly. I'm going to mess you all up here. Leaders church slash secrets. And it's the four secrets pastors can use to elevate your personal leadership effectiveness. When you go through these things, it's going to help you be more effective as a leader. And as a result, you'll be able to navigate these types of situations more effectively, quicker, and easier in the days to come. Yeah, that's exactly
0: right. And the uh, the last thing we want to mention to you is our friend uh, over at Church Marketing University, Ryan Wakefield, has opened up. Uh, CMU to, uh, new enrollees up through. Uh, the 15th of October. Yeah, so just uh, just go to leaders.church slash CMU and you can check out all the great stuff. It's unbelievable. I, I was over there and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I can't believe yeah. he's doing what he's doing, offering it for the price he's offering it. So go check it out, leaders.church slash CMU and you're going to see yeah. some great things there. We hope that uh, you found this uh, podcast helpful and uh, if there's anything we can do for you,
1: don't hesitate to give us a holler. In the meantime, make it a great one and be blessed. Hey, Jonathan here, real quick before you go. Did you know 71% of pastors report being extremely stressed or highly stressed? 90% of pastors feel worn out working between 55 to 75 hours per week. And then get this, 70% of pastors say they have a lower self-esteem now than when they started ministry. Can you relate to any of that? In reality, everything in your ministry rises and falls on your leadership. So investing in your leadership is essential to staying healthy and growing the ministry. And that's why I want to invite you to join us inside the leaders.church membership. It's your opportunity to invest in your leadership. This online streaming service for pastors gives you access to more than 300 videos plus training material to level up your leadership and improve your ministry skills. If you're ready to give your leadership growth a boost, simply go to leaders.church slash boost. Again, that's leaders.church slash boost. Well, thanks again for joining us today on the church tips podcast. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.